Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a Welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I am your host of the Dork Forest. You probably know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. We're all over iTunes and whoever has downloaded it and repurposed it for whatever your needs. That's right. So feel free to review the show on iTunes. Uh, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Anyway, uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickbert composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah. He'll sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does my website. Okay, there are many ways to support the show. Let's talk about them. The easiest way is just to tell other people about the show and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at Jackie Cation and tell people uh word of mouth, word of mouth. Another way to support the show financially doesn't cost you anything is the Amazon banner. On JackieCation.com, there's an Amazon banner under support the show. And on dorkforest.com, there's just an Amazon link that takes you to Amazon. And both take you to Amazon. You order like normal, and the show gets a little bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you extra. It's just a way, if you order from Amazon, to help the show. More direct way of helping the show, you can uh, give money to the show via PayPal. There's a PayPal button under the Support the Show page on JackieCation.com, and there's a PayPal button on dorkforest.com. You can donate directly. If you want to give monthly, I haven't made that easy. I don't have a monthly setup. Uh, I know that it's easy. Uh, I just don't have any time to do it. So you have to remember every month that you like the show and then give me money. So uh, I'll use it wisely on audio cables and chocolate, whatever. Uh, another way to support the show, if you don't like PayPal, is people have been Venmoing me money. I'll take it. That seems lovely. Jackie at JackieCation.com. It's just under JackieCation. So whatever. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of the Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the dorkforest.bandcamp.com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a four four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there too and those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to Bandcamp, you can do that as well. You can order merch on jackiecation.com. There are shirts and CDs and a DVD of my stand up. There's the stand up CDs Circus People. It's never going to be bread. This will make an excellent horcrux and my brand new album, I am not the hero of this story. And they're all available as CDs on JackieCation.com. They're all available digitally on Amazon and iTunes. And you can just listen to them on Pandora and Spotify and whatever. So, but if you like hard copies, let me know if you want them signed or not. Um, there's also a DVD of the Horcrux album, which is video. That's what a DVD is. And you can download that at ComedyFilmNerds.com if you just like a download. Okay, there are shirts. There's my stand-up shirt, Spooky Reading Girl. There's also two Dork Forest t-shirts. There's the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and there is a Dork Forest logo shirt. And all the shirts are made in the United States, union-made, 
So they run a little big because they're made by Americans. Other than that, my stand-up is available on the website, on JackieCation.com. You can watch my Conan sets. You can watch a bunch of different stand-up sets. You can, and then you can see what my schedule's like. Enough of this. Let's get into the show. It's a really good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in the living room with uh, Andy Erickson, you guys. Andy Erickson, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. It's Andy Erickson. You're a Minneapolis comic. That's how we know each other. And um, mm-hmm. so you just moved here probably less than a year ago, maybe. Three and a half years, Jackie. We don't have seasons. We don't have seasons, Andy Erickson. <laughs> Three and a half years. I've lived in this apartment more than I've lived in any other apartment that I've ever... Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yes. And I've lived here in Los Angeles now more than I've lived anywhere else in the whole time of my life. And it went by in a blink. In a blink. <laughs> in a blink. So, Andy, it's uh, spelled A-N-D-Y. Erickson is E-R-I-K-S-O-N. Mm-hmm. And it's at Andy Erickson on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Twitter, Instagram. And, and your website. My website's AndyErickson.com. Oddly enough. Mm-hmm. And we are going to dork out. First of all, you're a great comic. Do you have an oh. album? I have an album called Secret Unicorn. Secret Unicorn, you guys. Welcome to the Dork Force. <laughs> and the intro is done by a unicorn, introduces me. and uh, That's what they say. They say if you can find one unicorn, yeah. uh, then was, then you'll find the rest of the unicorns. It was my husband, so. <laughs> Playing the Playing part <laughs> of the unicorn. Very nice. And then I, I broke open the, po- the Pockies. Yep. Pocky. Um, nobody wants to hear me chew. So why don't you talk about the fact that you just got back from Japan? Oh! Did you go there looking for unicorns? I went there looking for Pokemon. (laughs) Really? Yes. And I was like, I'm going to play Pokemon in Japan. And anytime I'd bring it up, my husband would be like, because he's so conditioned to be like, stop it. Stop playing Pokemon Go. But I'm like, we're in Japan. Like Mm -hmm. this, I'm living out my dream right now. Let (laughs) me do this. And I would have to reason with him. I had to be like, okay, I'm just going to play while we're on Wi-Fi for like, Two hours. Okay. <laughs> like, that's it. But I would just, have to wait till he would like take a nap. And, I would just, like, <laughs> and then loosely <laughs> yeah. um, just go as far as the Wi-Fi would take you. Yes, which was not very far. But when you're on like, here's an insider tip. Go into a very tall building. And if you're at like the top floor, it can't tell where you are on the street. And so it'll like think that you're walking around. So you'll get lots of points while you're sitting. And you can like go and go between different like buildings stops and, and, oh, yeah, because yeah, it can't tell, it doesn't know where you are. Mm-hmm. So I just did that and I caught Pokemon and I made sure I was in charge of a gym while I was there too. What's a gym? You battle to to like be in charge of a gym. Oh, yeah. And then I took a screen capture of myself and like you can see like Japanese, it was a Japanese building and I'm like, I'm, I'm in charge of a gym in Japan. Yes. Everything is happening. I'm, I <laughs> Everything <it>. is happening. <laughs> uh, how are there more Pokemon in Japan than there are here in the United States? I there. I think it's the same. I haven't. I didn't. They were the same Pokemon. I don't know why I imagined it would feel different, but the app just looks exactly the same. Like, and well, here's my question. Um, now, this is what I've heard about Pokemon. Yeah, is that they're. They like here in Los Angeles, you get temperate mm. Pokemon. Yeah. If you are in Florida, you get sort of swampy Pokemon. Yeah, they They've do. They've taken the uh-huh. time uh-huh. to do <laughs> the terrain that you happen yeah. to be in yeah. in the real life. Yeah. And when I was in New York, they were a little different. Were they urban? Were they urban Pokemon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they little they were suits aggressive. and ties. And, <laughs> and they were polite until you weren't. Yeah. And then they were super rude. Just stole my Pokeballs. <laughs> Called me names. Spit on me. Uh, uh, and then here they were just really like vapid. Sure. They just phoned <laughs> it in, you guys. And they want to have lunch. 
because all the caricatures. Okay. And, uh, but I, I would think like if you went to Palm Desert, there would be desert Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And by the water, there's water Pokemon and in the mountains. There's- so which, what were the, did you get any rares? Did you find anything yeah. exciting? I got, first time I got Shuckle. He's a little turtle. I got like the little bear one, Umbreon. I, I was able to find a few that I didn't have. Yeah, okay. which is exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Is that the whole game? Is you collect, collect the Pokemon, them all. and then do you? Who do you fight? Do you fight offline? Right now, you just fight at certain locations. Like they have gyms, and you go and you try to battle to have your Pokemon be at the top of the gym, and then you can collect like coins that can actually be transferred to like real money, kind of. And you can use the money to buy stuff in their little Poke shops. Okay, more Pokeballs, and right. yeah, I just want to catch them all. <laughs> you have been well, well trained by the television okay, program. I, I need to tell you this. Growing up as a kid, when Pokemon came out, and I didn't become like a big fan of it until sixth grade, which was kind of a little bit too late because then I, sixth, seventh grade, I, was, I felt like I was a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> but not really. But it I, didn't like, matter because no. there were still people who were committed. Totally. And I used to go to bed every night. I, and this, I swear to God, I did this. I would pray that Pokemon was real. I would pray. I would be, please God, when I wake up, because at the time, like, I really believed in God, and I was like, <laughs> he's going to do this for me. And I would wake up, and I would like, please let Pokemon be real. And I would wake up every morning and look out my window, and I would just look for Pokemon. And I did it, like, all the time. And right. eventually it just passed. <laughs> well, eventually it does go. <laughs> but then when Pokemon Go came out, I was like, it happened. I was it like, happened. I was crying. Like I was at a show. <laughs> I downloaded the app and then I was just gone. My husband was like, I didn't find you till the end of the show. Like you did your set <laughs> and then you were just on the street, like in the middle of the street. <laughs> Looking for Pokemon. <laughs> so I'm, and people keep telling me like, they roll their eyes, like there's wars going on. And I'm just like, I don't care. This is my dream. Right. It's well, I have two things to say yeah. about that. It's, uh, <laughs> first of all, my niece, who is probably your age, okay. um, she, when Pokemon came out, they didn't, they never had cable. Oh, so she never got to watch it. And one time I go down there and she was watching Digimon. Oh, Digimon. and I said, what is Digimon? She said, it's sort of the crummy stepbrother <laughs> of Pokemon. And <laughs> I was like, she didn't say stepbrother. That feels critical of stepchildren. <laughs> I was a stepchild. And, uh, but the, uh, yeah, she was like, it's okay. It's not as good as Pokemon, mm-hmm. but it's exactly the same. Yeah. And what that made me laugh so hard because she was like 11. <laughs> she said, it's exactly the, the same, same, but still not as good for some reason. <laughs> no, I played that one too. I played the card game of that just because I wanted to like everything. But yeah, everyone kind of knew. Right. And then, and then I, babe, when I first moved here, I babysat, mm-hmm. uh, for a young woman, uh, a girl and a little boy. Uh, the girl now about your age, uh, everybody. <laughs> Twenty-five to thirty-five. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what you're playing, right? It's uh, you can play a newborn. Just throw some goo on you, and um, the um, the but uh, when she turned eleven, she woke up and would not stop crying that she didn't get a letter from Harry Potter. Oh, oh my god! She wanted a Hogwarts letter so bad. So she was at the age well. So she like became a fan like around the same time as the first book came out. Well, no, I think um. The first book came out in, I think, 95, 95 and um, she was probably 11 in 2003 okay. or two, oh, okay. 2000. Okay, so yeah, so she's young. So right she now. was, yeah. So, but she, um, she was just devastated. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, 
kid, don't, you know, and uh, I got her, you know, um, a necklace with a wand on it oh. and, uh, yeah. you know, that she lost immediately. Uh, uh, here's, was, yeah. Here's what she needs to do. Because <laughs> I remember being, I, re- this day. I read the first book right as, as like an 11 year old. Like that's when I read it. You read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone when you were 11? Yes. The year that it came yes, out? Yes, yes. That's when I started reading it. Uh, you're the coolest. <laughs> well, actually, it's pretty cool. My, my parents actually read it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, so I grew up kind of with them. I mean, I, I got older than them, obviously, cause I, the books came out slower, but, mm-hmm. um, just from the beginning. But that was my dream too. I never, I didn't pray for it to be real because I kind of just thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. And I was just kind of waiting. But, um, there's, well, this... because you wouldn't know about it if you yeah. were a muggle. Yeah. It's in a parallel universe as far as you're concerned. Yeah, exactly. And oh, and, Interesting side step too. My dad's nickname is Merlin, so I kind of had that in the back of my head of like, oh, maybe I come from magical people. Maybe that is his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but he can never find the remote, so I was like, it's probably not. no, it's probably, probably not as accurate <laughs> no. as he because he would just osseo <laughs> it and uh, all, <laughs> yeah. be all just fine. <laughs> but I ended up going to um, wizard camp. Years That's ago. right. You went to yes. Harry Potter Wizard Camp for adults. Yes, it was only for adults. They did and a where? Lo- what state was this? It was in, in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> and it was in a dorm. It was in a college campus, and it was a college campus. They picked one that looked kind of old school, like a castle, and it was so amazing. Like they spared no expense. It was amazing. They had was it expensive? Up. It was uh, surprisingly. I don't know how people get. And it how long expensive. was? How, <laughs> how long was the camp? A week? Okay, it was four days. It was. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then okay. So you had three days with the LARP on um, Friday night, Saturday, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday. And it was um, it was in Richmond, Virginia, college campus. And they did a Kickstarter event for it, like um, close to me, like nine months before. Okay. And they wanted to raise like $40,000 or something. Right. They raised close to half a million dollars for the camp. <laughs> That's how people were like, oh my gosh. A I guess... This, we can afford to do that. <laughs> yeah. And yes, everyone can do yes. this. Everyone can do that. So I paid, I think I am, I immediately was afraid that the tickets were going to sell out. Like I was so afraid. Did you get in on the Kickstarter? Yes. I was okay. in on the Kickstarter because luckily people know I love Harry Potter. So people share stuff with me and everyone once in a while they'll be like, I'm sure you've already seen this. I'm sorry to bother with showing you this if you've already seen it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't care if I've seen something awesome 10 times. <laughs> I do not want to miss out. I'm so glad you sent right. this to me. I had a bunch of people send it to me, but it was amazing every time because I could be like, I'm going. I immediately bought two tickets. Mm-hmm, I immediately, mm-hmm. it was $900. I still had my last comic standing money and I was like, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. And I had my two tickets and I was like, Alex, we're going to wizard camp. And he was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I know. You didn't want to so, go? No, I was like, I talk about it on stage, but I was so upset because, like, clearly, I must have Alex Klein on to talk about his own fucking dorkdom. Because yeah. what, what do you, what do you love if you don't want a free ticket to Wizard no, Camp? No, I didn't understand, and and so I, I, I talk about it on stage. I go like, I can't believe I married a muggle. <laughs> like, I was so upset. <laughs> But, and he just, no, so I brought my cousin, which ended up being great because she's such a huge Harry Potter. Well, that's fan, it. I mean, so. you have to bring someone who cares. Exactly. You can't bring someone who doesn't care. Force someone to go to yes. wizard. Ex- I force you to make your dreams come true. Like, <laughs> no. So when you got there, did you, did they have costumes for you or did you bring your own costume? Okay. So they provided robe, 
and you had to provide your own wand. So you, you could have a rope. And if you wanted to add like um, augments or have makeup, they would do your makeup if you wanted to. Like, or if you wanted to like get bit by a, a, a wolf, oh. they would like. Oh, if you wanted makeup. to be a werewolf? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They And then it. Honestly, it was, they had teachers and like, I took a potions class and then they used like dry ice and all these different color changing things. And you made like little spells and put them in little bottles and you could use them on people. Nice. And everything just felt, it just felt so real. Like the, the, it was in like, they had like a great hall with like banners hanging down. They had like a school song and they had like a school choir. What? Yeah. And so did they hire a choir? They just had NPCs, people who, and people yeah, in yeah. game, people in game, they were prepared, you know, for the nine months where they're like, let's oh, meet right. and they practiced together online. Yeah. And people prepared spells and they created like a textbook for everyone. So you could buy a textbook. So you nice. actually have like a legit creature textbook. Okay. Oh my god. Monster gosh. Book of Monsters pick yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of book? Yeah. And it just has all the information, like how to take care of them. And you got to pick like your what field you wanted to study. You got to pick um what and you also know, there were five houses instead of four. So you would pick you kind of would figure out which house you wanted to be in, and then you picked what year, like first year, second year, third year. Oh, okay. And so you kind of got to live out I decided to go first year because I wanted it to be real. Like, this is my first time there. <laughs> and then you kind of did rushing. You would go to the different houses and they had parties and you would try to pick which house you wanted. And then they would, then they had this big ceremony where they picked people to be in their house. Okay. And I picked the troublemaking house. <laughs> and were they called that? No. Were they, they what were, were they? Lakai Laveau was like, my house. It yes. was the Gator house. And every, every house had like cheers and ours was like, I can't remember. It was like just something with, you did like a gator sign. <laughs> we had an initiation. Every house had an initiation. And ours, we like, we went out at like midnight and we went over this river in like this little like, like creepy hut. And we walked around with candles and we just went like, and then as they like, swamp monster, do you accept Andy into your, or my, my <laughs> wizard name was Faraday. Do you accept Faraday into the, the swamp? Yeah. And then they go, our swamp grows by one. <laughs> like, then we walked around. And it felt so real. Like That's I was awesome. scared. I was like, I can't believe this. this is like we're doing a real spell. Oh my god, uh, that yeah. is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Here's my monster book <gasps> of monsters. Feel, feel free to pull the tongue. Pull the this tongue. Is so exciting! Oh, that's legit. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. and if you pet him, and then I just oh. went to the Harry Potter uh, Wizarding World. Oh, you got your I had a previous one that was Ooh. not um, an RFID one. Gotcha. Oh, you got to go RFID. You got to go RFID. I think. Oh, I Hermione's did. one. I got Hermione's. Love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh, that's so cool. And um, and it uh, you know, and then I have uh, I have the British versions in oh, hardcover. Yeah, are they different? The covers are, and okay. they spell color with a U. <laughs> And they don't, they call sweaters jumpers. And, uh, <laughs> it's totally worth it. I'm going to buy them all. <laughs> uh, I bought them both in hardcover and in softcover so I could reread them in softcover. And then, um, I must have lent them out to somebody because they're oh, gone. Yeah. I don't I know do where that they too. Are. I don't know where and, my movies are. And then I had, um, oh yeah, I've got all the movies too. <laughs> I think, and then so, um, was that your first ever LARP? Live here's, action role Yeah, playing? and here's the thing. Afterwards, I was talking about it to people and being like, yeah, we dressed up and we got, and it felt so real and we, Played out these characters, and they were like, oh, I didn't know you liked LARP. I was like, it's not LARP. LARP's for, <laughs> LARP's for nerds. And they are like, no. LARP's for nerds. Oh, I'm sorry. I went to real wizard camp. Yeah, I don't hang out with nerds. <laughs> well played. Well played, I said. And then I, and then I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I 
I did LARP. I do LARP. And I just remember in college hearing about it and thinking like, that's so weird. But now I'm just like, oh, I get it and I love it. And it's. And it's, so now you is. like to LARP. Yes, I love it now. Like, I totally get it. Because it was like basically doing, I mean, I like improv too, but it felt like that. You're doing improv it scenes. Is. But it's. But it's, it's a great acting exercise. Oh, totally. I, I wrote it off as a tax write-off because it's basically like taking a school, going to school to learn how to just mm-hmm. go with the flow and. Yes, uh, and. Yeah, and what's great, they have really great mechanics. So this was a Nordic LARP and it's called a Blockbuster LARP. Um, so this is a different LARP that you've done. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are used to LARPs where you like get points and there's battle, battling involved. And this one is all about building a story and not worrying about having well, like a big income. To my income. knowledge, oh. um, um, yeah. to my knowledge, there are two kinds of LARPs. <laughs> yeah. There's buffer LARPs yeah, okay. and there's theatrical LARPs. Okay. Um, when Andy first started doing LARPs <laughs> at UCLA in the early 80s, middle 80s, oh my um, he... They didn't have different names for them, mm-hmm. and it was almost entirely theatrical LARPs. Oh. That's all they did. It was just – they were act-outs. And <clears throat> I have told this story before. It's getting told again, Rangers. Here it is. <laughs> the first LARP I ever went to – well, when I first met Andy, he was going to do a LARP. And mm-hmm. it was <laughs> it was uh, essentially a LARP of uh, – the. Uh, it was a clan meeting, not the clan – uh, clans of the Appalachians, possibly in the clan, but not discussed. Uh, there's no racism LARPs that are, that are happening in Andy Ashcraft's world. I'm sure they are in some nightmare world where, uh, please do not email. Okay. So, uh, yeah. and, um, but he, he played, he, it was this LARP where, uh, the, it was like a family reunion in the Appalachians. Okay. And there was going to be banjo playing and there was going to be music and dance and it was going to be a big dinner. And he wanted to go as, um, a woman. Okay. And he told everyone he couldn't come. It was only him and the game master who knew that he was coming. So he got a friend of his who did makeup oh. for Star Trek Deep Space Nine, what? I think at the time. And, they and I saw him get made up as essentially the ugliest woman in the in the clan of the Appalachian family, and the purpose and his and he wrote his character sheet and his his yeah. um his goal is his goal was to get married, and so um he He's so cute and it was adorable and nobody knew who it was. Two people eventually discovered who he was at the end of it. No and way. what gave him away was his hands because oh. uh, he has man hands <laughs> and because he is a man. And, uh, and so, um, but nobody, cause his nose was different. I mean, they, they put wow. like different prosthetics on and his face. And he just kept it. And he going. wore a real nice dress, real nice uh, house dress that uh, a nice Appalachian lady in the thirties would wear. And so that was my first introduction to, I was like, what are you doing? And then the next one he did was a zombie LARP at Ooh, their friend's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At his, his friend's house. Cool. And the house zombie LARP was. Um, everybody was at the house and then all of a sudden there were zombies Whoa. And, um, and one of his friends, like he has c- friends that are couples who mm-hmm. have kids. And so only one of them could come and <laughs> it was planned during the middle of the LARP that, um, his wife would call and say, Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, it's, um, oh wait, there's someone at the door. 
And, uh, oh. and the zombies had been coming in through the doors. <laughs> and so I guess, um, I think it was Brian Tatowski, whatever, but Brian's like, don't answer the door. Don't answer the door. Don't. And, um, she was like, I'll, no, no, I'll be right back. <gasps> and then all of a sudden he just heard over the phone. Ah! So that's so amazing. Right. And then the first one I ever went to, um, it was me and Maria Bamford went and we were extras. Whoa. We were oh, NPCs. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, because I didn't, I was like, cause people always say, can I watch? Oh, and Andy was like, there's nothing to watch. It's <laughs> dumb. It's dumb to watch. You either have to be in it or not yeah. be in it. And I was yeah, like, yeah. well, can I do craft services? And then you can <laughs> send me in, uh, if I, if you need an NPC. And he said, yes. And so Maria okay. and I did craft services oh, and it was fun. a Sandman LARP. And it was oh, cool. Sandman, the Neil Gaiman comic book. And it was the fifth one. And Maria, it was 40 people. Wow. And they had written, and it was The Wake. And um, essentially, there were uh, seven or nine one-act plays that had been written by different people in it uh, of the death of each of the different Endless. And wow. Maria... To this day, she knocked it out of the park. Uh, they still talk about it. And what? it had to be 15 years ago um, <laughs> because um, she did um, – it was the death of Desire. Desire is one of the endless. Okay. And she was the reason that Desire died. She played <laughs> Apathy. And uh, it was this big act out. So it was super fun. And then in, um, in our house, we did a Deadwood one. Oh, and uh, there was uh, some racial slurs that we had to move into the garage. <laughs> Crazy Richard Becker. (laughs) Anyway. That's so odd. Like, it's so cool to hear about the different types of LARPs. Right. And then, and then Andy does an ongoing one that he helps run. Oh. Um, that I was, I did once. It was called Starship Valkyrie and it's set on a spaceship. Cool. And I was the medic. I was the medical officer. And, um, but Aaron Vanek, who does a lot of Cthulhu LARPs and, and, and is big in the LARPing community and works with schools to do LARPing to help kids cool. get out of themselves a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he, he was always a fighter pilot guy. Cool. Anyway, so which ones have you done now that I've taken up five minutes? <laughs> no, that was awesome. It'd be cool to hear more about the space one because. And that's ongoing. You can do Starship <laughs> oh, yeah. Valkyrie. Yeah. I, I have, well, I did this, my second LARP. Was one on where it was called Event Horizon in San Francisco, and it was right by the ocean. And you got to play a group of explorers from other planets who just found this new planet. So you find this new planet, and you're all trying to like figure out who's in charge, what the rules are. There were no rules. And for this LARP, I, the last LARP, I was like someone who was really good. And this one was like, I want to be, I want to be a troublemaker, yeah. <laughs> bad guy, bad guy. Um, so I was a bounty hunter. And we, our job was just to, we wanted to find a way to steal as much as we could to like be able to hold people, thing over people's heads and then be able to steal a ship and then leave. Okay. So that was our plan. And so. I read that book. (laughs) It was a, it was a prequel to, 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 um, Dragon Riders and Pern. Y'all, I love Dragon Riders. (laughs) And I, and my cousin went with me on that one. My husband again was like, no, but I told everyone, I didn't know how to explain it, but I just told everyone I was going to space camp. Right. And then people were really excited for me until I was like, oh no, I'm not going to NASA space right. camp. Like I'm it's actually a- going to a new planet. <laughs> right. We're going to go play imagination in the woods. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. And was there any kind of game mechanic to it? Like was we there got- to determine if you were successful? We, well, at the very end, there was a surprise um, event that happened. Um, 
where they had this artifact and it was just like amazingly beautifully built, just giant uh, structure that was like iron. And there was a code. You could solve these um, runes. And if you figured out the code based on these runes that were scattered all over, so you had to like go on missions to even get all the pieces to figure it out. Right. You could punch it and open it up. So like on the very last day, they had like this thing where like, hey, let's try a code. And they tried it and it opened up and we're just like, and then there's like this bright light coming out and there's like this alien inside. Yep. And all of a sudden from over the hills, like 40 people in like white hazmat suits come at us with swords. And all of a sudden we're just in like this epic battle and we're oh, just like, awesome. it was like, I'm like getting goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it. Cause no one knew, like we thought we were going to open it and it was going to be like a party. Like, Hey, you did it. We saved that we have this new technology. Good right. job. You, you figured it out. And they were coming at us and we're just like, okay, this will be fun. We'll just quickly beat them and it'll be over. No, they, it took us like three hours. We were battling and hiding <laughs> and running around. You have weapons too? Yes, we okay. had boffers, but the, in the game, if you get nicked, if you barely get touched, you have to scream like you were in, in the worst pain in your life. Right. So it, it, some people, like, they did it to whatever varying degrees, I guess, they right. had energy for, whatever they felt like it. So we were just getting demolished because these were extra strong, um, fighters where normally when you're fighting with another person, you can kind of work it up beforehand. Like, Hey, who do we want to win? How do we want this to go? Mm-hmm. But with them, it was just like, Nope, you're not going to win. <laughs> and we, we were just like trapped in this room and they had us surrounded. People were sneaking out. And then if they caught you, they were turning you into robots. Oh, okay. evil. So more, they're just becoming more and more. And there was this one countdown. big blob. Um, oh my God. and then there were these, they had to like, um, their goal was to get five of the like chosen people that they need to get five before we got our five together. And then whoever got it first would win. So we were, it was like go down to the wire. And then eventually they were just kind of like, okay guys, like we're doing a lot better than we thought the bad guys were. And I had become one of the evil robots. Right, so like, right. Let's go a little bit easier on them and let them. And I was like, yeah, totally. Because I don't, right. people were so scared and it was so hard to beat them that we just thought there wasn't, we thought there was another mystery to solve. Like, no, you just had to keep fighting. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, the thing is, is once, as far as I can tell in, in the games, whether mm-hmm. it's D&D mm-hmm. or a live action role playing game, mm-hmm. um, there has to be, you, you have to compensate. Yeah. Just to, just to make it so that everybody has fun. Oh, totally. And, Cause otherwise it's, <laughs> you're like, no, nah, I don't want to play this again. <laughs> if, uh, so well, you want to make sure that everyone has something to do, according to Andy Ashcraft, mm-hmm. and I'm, yes. I'm sure he didn't write this rule, is, uh, in game design, is yeah. that you want to make sure everyone has something to do for mm-hmm. at, at least most of the game, mm-hmm. right? If there's a lull in their, in their activity, totally. so be Yeah. And then, uh, try to let them not, not let them win, but uh, have a decent chance yes. to actually win. Yes, and if they lose, hope to God it's close. Because <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then there's a sense of accomplishment too. Oh yeah, and we would have battles, and but it was still nice because people w- people were really good about if they got hit, it affected them. So there was still some skill involved, even though you would still like negotiate. Like they have out of game mechanics, you put your hand to your head, and then you can talk and say, hey. We want to attack you. Is that okay? And then they'll say, okay, yeah, like, who who do we want to win? So you could kind of figure it out if you wanted. Mm. And that was amazing. And then, too, nothing could happen to you that you didn't want to happen. Like, someone couldn't just kill you. You had to decide how you were affected by it. Okay. So they have – it's a consent type of, of gameplay, which is awesome. And, like, Harry Potter camp, too, someone would put a spell. They would say what they wanted the spell to do. Like, they would go, like, uh – 
um, arm and flaglium. And then you would know something should happen to my arm, but you got to decide if it happened or not. You could, you could just go, oh, and like make your arm. Or you could say, miss me. Yep. (laughs) And it was fun because people liked losing and people, what would happen was like, I got like attacked and I wanted to be poisoned and everyone kept wanting to fix me. And I actually kept being like, nope, it didn't work. And I was like, I don't want to be fixed. (laughs) It's just like, I want to have my arm get like turned into a, a squirrel or something. You know, <laughs> what Andy is really, and all of his friends are actually really, really good at, mm. paper, scissors, rock. Oh, rock, that's pa- a good idea. Because that's the game mechanic yeah. that they do uh, to figure out who wins things mm-hmm. sometimes. And um so... That's a great idea. He's really good at it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's a know. mind game. Right, it's a mind game. And I... As far as I'm concerned, it's something I played when I was six and never played again. <laughs> yeah. And so you're done with it. I'm done with it. I haven't spent the last 20 years playing paper, scissors, <laughs> rocks with strangers, friends, and acquaintances. And uh, <laughs> that's which is a whole larva, rock, paper, scissors. Right. Well, because and it was um, like the Deadwood one. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone made like you would make make your I'm a I'm a prostitute with a heart of gold. Okay. I'm yeah. Um, I'm a gunslinger. I'm a, I'm, I'm the innkeeper. I'm okay. whatever, you know? And, um, again, craft services. I did craft <laughs> services. And, uh, the, uh, um, and then the costumes were amazing. Oh, totally. Cause people who do this, they spend a quality time. They have time. money. Well, they spend all of their, well, and it's not Let's... like, I've never had actually a, an, an SCA person on. Have you heard of the Society for Creative Anachronism? Mm-mm. The Society for Creative Anachronism. I have met people that have been in it, mm-hmm. and I've met people that um, have never been in it. Okay. And the people that have been in it go in and out of it a little bit because it can get super intense. Oh, okay. Because the Society for Creative Anachronism uh, has a has a, a love hate relationship with accuracy. Okay. <laughs> so if you are using cards and they're plastic covered. No. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. Cause it was 1850. And, um, but they're also, but the costumes because Ooh, of that are so good are the best costumes I've ever seen it. in my life. And I love it. Yeah. That was so fun seeing everyone's costume. And it was cool for me too, because I got to just live out my dreams and become a space alien. And I, mine was from a specific planet where they like to dress colorful. So I was wearing like my tutu and a cape and I had like I had pre-ordered like a specific space top, and and I had like my boots on, and I loved it. Like I yeah. loved it. Like I just got to dress however I, however I wanted, and it was that's awesome. Was great. Well, and that's what it ought to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, just and it's and, so funny. I feel the most myself. I'm dressed up as like <laughs> a wizard or a space traveler. <laughs> right, I'm me. <laughs> Finally, I get to just be me. And, <laughs> Which, you know, the thing is, is I, you know, I want to wear, I have my bow and arrow. Yay! And, uh, and I want to wear my moccasins and <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to have a good time. It's, uh, I'll sit around and play moccasins. Essentially, oh, it's, it. um, mm-hmm. we still don't know how to camp. Anyway, um. I should tell people too that they're doing another Harry Potter. Well, it's not really a Harry Potter alert, but they're doing the one another I did last wizard? summer. Yeah, they're doing it again and it's New World Magiscola. Um, and it's in Richmond, Virginia. Again, it's in a different school, but they're doing it again. And it's, it's totally worth it. Like I did it last year. I think I, I'm, I'm going to do one LARP a year and I plan on doing it again, but definitely they still have tickets left. And it's so, if you're a Harry Potter fan or just a wizard fan in general, you'll have so you love much magic. fun. Yes. yes. And 
I know a lot of people are afraid because they're just nervous about it, but they are so welcoming and the new people have just as much fun as people who have been doing it. Forever. Right. Cause like, it's super inclusive mm-hmm. and, and they try to make yep. it nice. And- Anytime if you like, you see group people doing something and you ask to be a part of it, like it's part of the, their rules to be like, of course, come on with, let's make more the merrier. Let's do some necromancy together. <laughs> But fair enough. It's, <laughs> so you did Nordic. The, yeah, those are both nor- Nordic. Those were both Nordic. And which most people. What does that mean? I guess it's the it's the LARP. The name of the it, maybe it's more theatrical. I guess, but it it's oh I, it's the oh it's the name of the kind of LARP it is. Yes. So it's a type where it's ongoing without without game mechanics, without like points or winning, um, and just telling stories. And then with like I think the aspect of consent, and maybe that's in all of them, but. It's not, and then they have like off play times and it's, um, I think just about story. Yes. Anding and, and okay. Andy did a, um, mm, you said off playing, you mean mm-hmm. where you can just kind of, yeah. yeah. You're just like time mm-hmm. out. I'm going to go. Yeah. Or they have like between like 1am and like 4am. No one, nothing can happen to you. Like, so you can't like sneak into someone's dorm at those times. Oh, weird. And then they have off play. That's zones. right. Cause you go to like a, a LARPing weekend. Yeah. And then people can, they can come in and like cause okay, trouble so all night. Andy's friends will just do it for a night. It'll take, oh. it'll take six months for them yeah. to organize this damn thing. Wow. And then they'll night. just, and then they'll just do it for a night. Mm-hmm. And then someone else will, or, and, and what's happened is, is someone else will be like, Hey, we're having this LARP. And then they'll all go over to that person's <laughs> house so then, cool. like three weeks later mm-hmm. and do that LARP. And they used to do more often. I don't, I think everybody's got kids and stuff now, but, totally. um, well, yeah. And at New World Mendes School, they have one for kids too. So they just started. Oh, that. fun. Yeah. So that's inclusive. You can bring your kids to that. Yeah. One, like, I think one of them. And what's it called? Yeah. New World Magiscola. New World. Um, How do you spell Magiscola? M-A-G-I-S-C-H-O-L-A. New World Magiscola. Magiscola. Magis with an S and then Chola, like a Chola. Chola. It's good. It's inclusive. It can be any race, <laughs> any ancestry. Knock yourself out. Any yeah. religion, any creed. You're gonna love it. Just you bring your own one. I I ordered like a one. And I painted my own. So I could. I like made one. That was really fun. That is really cool. And I also for the Harry Potter LARP. It was in Richmond, Virginia. But I I flew to New York so I could take a train from New York to Virginia. <laughs> for that I was on the Hot Horse Express. Seriously, Perfect. Did that. it was. Yeah, awesome. we listened to the Harry Potter soundtrack all the way down, and we were doing our homework on the way, like studying. Oh, the, the book movie. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. And did you um, the soundtrack? You're talking about the music from the movies from the movies. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Yep. Awesome. Have you listened to the Jim Dale? Mm-mm, I don't know what that is. Oh, he he read the books. He did the unabridged <gasps> oh, um, audio. I haven't read. You haven't listened to the listen to the audiobook. Well, it's weird because is it Stephen Fry? I forget who does. It's weird. They're both British, but there's a British version who says "color" with a U, <laughs> and then there's the American version uh, with Jim Dale, who is also British. That's so funny. Uh, and I have only listened to the Jim Dale ones a thousand times, ah, and then um, do it. and you should do it because it's actually really cool. He does cool. great voices and. Awesome. One time I got to meet him. Why? I know he was doing something else, but, uh, and, yeah. and I was excited about meeting him because a uh, Harry Potter and my friend Jenny Bergman in New York had seen him in like, 
I don't know, Oliver. Uh, oh, cool. And he was more excited that she had seen him do theater. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I have all your books on tape and they're really great. And he's like, that's great. She said, I saw a lot of your productions back in the 80s when I was with my dad. And he was like, oh. you, I need to talk to. Well, I don't know if it's fun to remember. Oh, yeah, it took me probably months and months and months talking to myself alone. You know, yeah, in a studio. Did you like that? Did you yeah. have a good time listening yeah. to that? Good for you. Yeah, uh, never I get do. my voice back. Exactly. I have a Hagrid voice. Do you want to hear it right now? Yes. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Thank you for asking. My dreams are coming true. <laughs> um, did you see Fantastic Beasts, the movie? Yes, I've seen it twice. I love it so much. Okay, I, I've only seen it um, on, a, on a plane. Okay, I saw it on a plane and in a theater. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw it on mute. Oh, um, on the plane. interesting. So you haven't really seen it. I have it. not really seen it, but there's a lot of things I have. I yeah. saw the Jack Reacher movie on mute as well. What? That felt okay. So um, I still got it. The weird thing about the Jack Reacher movie is because Tom Cruise plays Jack Reacher and Jack Reacher is tiny. Oh. Um, Jack Reacher isn't tiny. Tom Cruise is oh, tiny. Okay, that's what I was saying. I was like, right. Jack Reacher is supposed to be 6'5". <laughs> so uh, Tom Cruise is like 5'5 five, five or 5'6". Five, yeah, and, um, So you know when you go to Disneyland and the, the main street in Disneyland has got mm-hmm. this uh, 75% forced perspective? Remember. Well, it's small, so okay. the kids don't feel like it's oh. not a big city. That was the Jack Reacher movie. <laughs> Forced perspective so that Tom Cruise looked bigger. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why I've heard it's harder for taller women to get roles sometimes because they make, or taller people in general, because they the guys, make the guys look so short and it's so hard to... Oh, weird. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, well... Well, a lot of the action hero guys, like Matt Damon is pretty short and he has a giant head. And It's um, so weird to me that actors are short because in like a like the business world... It's typically, well, they say like most CEOs are like over six feet tall. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to think that short guys have a, a chance in Hollywood, but like don't. It's not in real not life. Not in real life. Right. But it's great. I'm glad. Well, good. Cause yeah. I mean, they could, and I remember in college, you'd meet like these tiny buff guys mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, tiny buff guy, you're awesome. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they always had better personalities. Than, oh, totally. Then. Then, totally. then they, cause they had to. It's a, yeah, it's, I've heard from friends, it's, it's harder to date. Like they just find life is harder being short. And I never even considered it cause I was like, I'm tall and it sucks to be tall, but it's still not the same type. Cause at least it's like, a different challenge. Yeah. It's you know. different. Yeah. It's, it's all, I was thinking about this, like the millennial generation, I think gets more guff than any generation that I've ever seen in my <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay, guys. <laughs> It's not, it'll all work out. Yeah. I do, Grammacation would like you to have a job. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm not going to bust your job. So totally. uh, we were playing some board game and, um, somebody like 20, 20 year old didn't know which way was next. And somebody else said, you don't know which way clockwise is? Is it because of digital? Because of digital clocks? <laughs> and I was like, whole, I don't know which way clockwise is offhand. It takes me a second to figure yeah, it out. Because you want to make sure you're right. Yeah. Because, and so also you, when you're playing a board game, you're just like, wait, it never feels right to me. It never feels right because you go left. Yeah. And uh, we all know the devil is left-handed. What? <laughs> uh, what happened there? It all fell apart. It's uh, so, um, yeah. So did you get to, what did you guys do in Japan? Did you get to oh my game gosh. or? Um, we we did, went to a bunch of arcades. We played Pachinko, which is their what is slot that? machine. It's a slot machine? But it's different because you... Get like a bag full of tiny balls, tiny metal balls, and they're each worth 0.2 of a yen. So they're, they're t- 
tiny, they're worth barely anything. And then you play like this little ping pong, like this little pinball game with them. And like, it was so weird because in Las Vegas casinos, it's just about getting you to lose as much money as fast as possible. This felt like it was genuinely like, let's have fun. Well, like a game that yeah. cost you $5 or well, something? Well, we paid a dollar and paid for an hour. And at the end, technically, like they're not allowed to exchange it for money. You might have to like go off site or something with like a coupon, but we stayed on site and you could trade it in for prizes. Okay. So like we got like a bunch of Japanese candy. And so we paid 100 yen, which is pretty close to a dollar, like 85 cents. And we got like a bunch of candy. We played for an hour. I was like, Japanese, they get casinos, right? Like, like, like they respect the people. I saw something on Facebook. You ate like five 7-Eleven hot dogs. Oh, corn dogs. I know. I saw what? <laughs> I, you know, I do a podcast with Lori Kilmartin and she talked yeah. about going to Japan and eating at 7-Eleven and I was like, stop eating at 7-Eleven. Uh, no, it's different. It's tell me, yeah, tell me why different. is it different? Oh, it's not that different. It's not. Like I heard, like, before I went there, like I was watching these documentaries. They're like, you'll be surprised. People go get food from 7-Eleven because like, I guess 7-Eleven is from Japan, Japanese company. Someone told me that. I never looked up, looked it up, but they're just everywhere and it was just when I was in Hong food. Kong, there yeah. were so many 7-Elevens. Oh, you could yeah. stand in a 7-Eleven and see, see another 7-Eleven. Yeah, totally. And all yeah. the comics would make jokes about it. <laughs> yes. How many 7-Elevens are there? I know. And I think it was just because I... I Like a corn dog? I apparently love corn dogs. <laughs> I did not know that. And I just, to me, it was so funny to me to be eating a corn dog. And like, I go all the way to Japan to eat corn dogs. I was like, I'm just going to keep this going. At first, it was just like, I was hungry, so I got a corn dog. Right. And then I was like... <laughs> and I don't like so sushi weird. or seafood, so Alex, oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah. So Alex, we would go up for him. He would just order sushi, and I would sit and watch. So he okay. was just at seafood places eating, and I there was nothing there for me unless I wanted super noodles. Soup had or- seafood in it. Uh, or which was fine, but it got in my head, and I just started picturing fishes, and I don't, I just, I don't know why fish freaked me out. But um, well, because I choked on a fish bone when I was a kid, and now for some reason I just think. Right. There's bones and everything. It, right. But there's bones and chicken, and I still eat chicken. It's fine. But I... Yeah, I you might want to uh, chug through that one, yeah. Lisa. You're an adult, and you I won't know. choke on chicken. I won't. You won't choke on a bone because you got your motor skills <laughs> down now. I believe in you. Yeah. I did um, have some seafood just to kind of try it, but it Right. Was, but it's yeah. not... But if you don't like it... I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> then, yeah. Then you're it's, like, well, I'm in a, ta- I'm in yeah. a country that yes. really prides itself on its seafood. Yes. I will try it, I will and try I will it. not enjoy it. And I will not. And I will move forward. And it's not because I'm just <laughs> trying to be a, a pain. I just, just right, right. You just don't like it. So, so Alex would eat his his sushi, and I would go get corn dogs. And I still ate like really good noodles and ramen, and like it was great ramen. And- yeah, and I and I, I had a lot of really good food, and it was it was awesome. But so here was our running joke: was that like Alex knows so much. I love Pokemon Go. We saw, we were on our way to go shopping, but we saw Pokemon Center, and it was on the 13th floor of this building, and we couldn't find the elevator, so we took 13 escalators. So it took a long time, and the excitement was just building. I'm like, I'm just like playing Pokemon Go as I'm like on my way up, and I get there, and it's just basically a Pokemon Go store. But for me, I was like, I'm in Pokemon Disney World, <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing, I'm having so much fun. And he kept being like, when are you going to be done? And I was like, well, I need an hour for every aisle. I was like, oh, we're going to be here for a while, and he was just like, ah. Oh. But then when I told him he could pick something out, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, yeah, pick something out. Then pick a his toy. whole, there yeah, his go. whole, he was like, hmm, what should I get? So then his whole perspective changed. But I had so much fun at the Pokemon store. Like they had, th- things were kind of a little expensive, but I was like, who cares? 
and we we just yeah, you're in up. Japan. We're in Japan, and I I got like these little nano brick things, and and then when we check out, what's you got, a nano brick? They're little mini Legos. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing those, and we got done, and we left, and immediately after we got back to our hotel, I was like, I want to go back. So I convinced him to let me go back later that night. Okay. And so we went back later that night, and I was like, it was the same, and I was just as excited. <laughs> And I like looked at everything and we stayed even longer and I got a few more things. And then uh, we took pictures wearing like Pokemon hats, these little like things they gave out. And so we'd had four at that time and we took a picture in front of the Pokemon sign and Alex is just crossing his arms. I'm just smiling crazily. And then the next morning we have a couple hours before our flight and I go, let's go to Pokemon Center again. (laughs) So we went three times in two days and we went like the minute it opened, we were the first people in there. I was like, this is so great. I can touch everything. And there's no one around. Do they recognize you? I don't know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But I think I definitely stood out wearing pigtails and I kept the Pokemon hats on. And Alex at one point was like, because we were wearing like the Pokemon ears, so it's like dresses like Jolteon. Yeah. And we're walking down the streets and Alex, we get back. I like that you said that like I know who Jolteon, <laughs> Jolteon. is. <laughs> yeah, Jolteon. You know. Jolteon. Flareon. <laughs> we get back to the hotel and Alex is like, wow, you did so good. I was like, what do you mean? He's like... Everyone was staring at you and you didn't care at all. And I was like, everyone was staring at me. He was like, yes, everyone, literally everyone looked at you and then went up and down your giant body and was just at everyone. And I was like, I didn't even notice. Why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, you're wearing those ears. I just took mine off and I thought you knew. And right. I was like, no, I did not know. Ah, but I didn't mind. I that's like, fine. It's uh, you were fulfilling every fulfilling my Japanese dream, dream uh, yep. of seeing the giant American uh, enjoy Pokemon. <laughs> So there you go. It I all worked it. out. Yep. Worked yeah. That's uh that is hilarious. Thank you. Did you get to see fun. anything Japanese? Did you go to a oh pagoda? Did you see a thing? We went to Buddhist temples, Shinto shrines, castles. Uh we went on a bike ride along one of the rivers. You we went you rented bicyclettes? They had yes, they had uh just like they have in like Minnesota Motor like the nice or? rides. Oh. They were powered, yeah. Oh wow. You could, but it was just like a electric Just a regular bike. bike. Yeah, with electric built in, which was awesome. Um, so we did that and we did it through a tour group from Groupon. So every day was jam packed with like some, we had like some free days, but we went to Tokyo, Osaka and Kyoto and we did like a river cruise and we got to go up Mount Fuji and yeah, everything. We got to dress as samurai. We got to do a traditional kaiseki dinner. You got to dress as samurai? Yeah. Where was that? At uh, Osaka Palace. <clears throat> Is it Osaka or is it? Oh, they say Osaka. They say Osaka. I'm going to say that's hey, it's their town. (laughs) You know what? Oregon. Yeah. I'll say (laughs) Oregon. Not Oregon. I'll say Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Um, We did so. And I normally like I, when I travel, I like to just sleep until noon and do a couple things, but we were up every day, 7 a.m. until like 10 at night. And, and we didn't even see everything. And we, while we were still there, like the second day, we were already planning our next trip. Right. Because it, it was so great. It was so great. And yeah. how long were you there? Uh, nine days. Nine days. That's, yeah. that's perfect. Oh, totally. It was. Cause you should, yeah, you gotta, if you, especially if you're doing more than one city. To make the, and to make the flights worth it too. Cause like the flights say the same price. Might as well add on an extra day. Yeah. Yeah. And the hotels through the tour, like it's so great. You could tell they weren't taking advantage of us. Like we did pay. Close to like two thousand a person, right? But the for ho- nine days, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. insane. Yeah, and the hotels we stayed at were like Weston and Hilton, like a hotel that Obama stayed at when he was in Kyoto. Right. So, so this went best. This wasn't a super eight where you had to deal with cigarettes no. in the in the in yeah. the. In the- <laughs> 
blanket. <laughs> no, this was not a comedy. It wasn't a comedy condo. Yeah, yeah comedy it was condo. fun. It was great. Yeah, so it was, I totally recommend it. To, I mean, it's so cool. Everyone I talk to has either been to Japan or wants to go to Japan. I feel like we've just Andy been would love up. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's just this weird, it's like. It's I want to like, go to Vietnam. What? I want to go to Thailand. Um, those are the places I want to go to. But uh, guess what? I'm still willing to go to Japan. <laughs> we're, also, we're going to Iceland. Oh, we're yeah. going to Ireland and Iceland at cool. the end of July or first week of August. That'll so. be really sweet. It'll be, it'll be neat. We want to do Germany next. We're trying to get, well, yeah, I should say my mom paid for our trip to Japan. So. Oh, did she? Yes. Oh my I, God. Honestly, that's hilarious. She didn't want me to tell people. She's like, no, I was like, I don't want to tell people that I did. I don't want, like, I, right. I don't um, know why. The trip to Iceland, I've been saving up for two years yeah, exactly. to go to Paris. Oh yeah. And oh, to go cool. to France. And then, um, mm-hmm. we're too close to Iceland to not oh, take advantage of Iceland. So, cool. so we're going to Iceland instead. That'll be great. And it'll be amazing. Mm. I mean, we're, we're renting a car in Reykjavik and driving up mm. to this national park in the north of so Iceland, pretty. which is only like four or five hours away. Cool. And you know, here we live here. So a four hour drive is nothing. That's cool. I want to do that too. That'd be fun. Yeah. 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 So what, um, so you just got back like last week or yeah, something. Yeah. We right? got, and that's what why month did you go in? Oh, uh, we, we just like, oh, May? It was May. Yeah. Okay. So we got back on Monday. And Cause I, this won't go. I think this goes up in July. Okay. Cool. Um, we, yeah, we got back on um, in May and that was, it was a perfect time to go because it was like seventies while we were there. Oh, I forgot to phone. unplug the phone. You guys go get it. Go get it. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the podcast. So you were there in May. <laughs> the phone rang. Yeah. Uh, cause I've done, I've literally recorded five episodes of the Dork Forest cause we're going to Iceland and I gotta have them banked. And, <laughs> uh, so up. banking them up. Um, yeah, we went in end of May, which is great cause it was like seventies. Wow. The whole time. And it, we missed cherry blossom season, but I have really bad sinuses. So it was actually good. <laughs> That we went end of May and it's like right before the rainy season in June and it, it only rained once and it was while we were on a bus, like traveling between cities. So it was, it was perfect. So I think oh, wow. it was a good time to go. And we, um, yeah, we did it through Groupon and the Affordable Asia, if he, anyone else wants to go. And we loved it. Like we had a tour guide who was fluent in English and also from Japan and knew so many things about everything. So we got like tours, like, throughout. yeah, yeah. It was like taking a class. It was really great. That's amazing. Same with Satake. All right. Satake, Satake. And everyone in our tour was so fun too. Well, I don't know everyone, but people who we were How like, many people were on it? Like 30. There were yeah. like 30 people that you mm-hmm. kind of traveled with for the yeah. whole nine days? Yep. And mostly it was just between destinations and when you got to like touristy spots, you would kind of be with them, but then you didn't spend too much time. So you could go on your own. Or, oh, good. Yeah. And, but one time when we were in Mount Fuji, we, everyone got a yukata that they could wear. And we all put them on and went down to dinner. And then we all like had a party in one of the halls and we're drinking sake and just like hanging out. And it mm-hmm. was, it was really fun. And, and pe- someone on the, on the group, she does promotional material for Nintendo. So we were talking Pokemon Go the whole time oh too. <laughs> and it was amazing. And then another guy played baseball and Alex played baseball. So we just like coupled up. We were, just, oh, that's like, awesome. They're, fr- they're from. Washington or Oregon. So yeah, we made friends. Andy's super, um, he's good talking to strangers. I oh, talk to great. strangers too many times, <laughs> too often in, in work, right? So whenever uh-huh. it's like we're on vacation, I'm like, I'm not, who are you? You seem nice. <laughs> and you? it turns out they are. They People are, are nice. People are great. Oh, totally. And, uh, we, we, um, we went on this cruise ship. 
for uh, I was stand up, and then it was also a gaming cruise. Oh, it was cool. this Joko nerd Is that cruise. Yeah. Oh, cool. And we it was a cruise down to Mexico, and so we go, and we we get to San Diego the day before we get on the cruise ship, and we're just on an elevator with two people that are cr- obviously going to be on the cruise. Yeah. Because we recognize kindred spirits. <laughs> kindred spirits. As soon as you see like Joko nerd cruise, you're like, oh, these are my people. <laughs> And, uh, so, and it's this, you know, it's, it's a line graph of ones I want to hang out with and ones I don't want to hang out with, but for the most part, I want to hang out with them. And, um, so Andy starts talking to them and he's like, Hey, we're going to dinner. Do you guys, are you eating? And, uh, and they came with us and it was a brother and sister. Uh, the woman, she did the Dork Forest and she ended up doing the Dork Forest. It was uh, Rachel, Rebecca Sugar, who is the executive producer of Steven Universe, created Steven Universe cartoon. And her brother, Stephen. Yes. And You're like, way to go, Andy. This yeah. is so fun. She, she was, they were super funny oh, and really nice. That's great. And so it's, I like how social he is. And it's good. I think that's a good pair. Though. Yeah. And I have a hard time, you know, like whenever I think about going on a tour, mm-hmm. I always think, no, I'm going to find the nuggets by myself or whatever <laughs> craziness. Oh, right. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't live there. Yeah. What, get a book at the very least. Get some inside info. Get some inside. Well, anytime we were walking off on our own, I just, ha- I'm like the total where I'm just like, we're never going to find anything. Let's Google it. Let's find something. And Alex, let's just wander. And I'm like, no. And I'm, he's right. We eventually find something. Like, right, right. It's cool always a place. But I'm just like, I want to know. I want to <laughs> know, know where, we're, where going. we're going. Well, when we went, um, we, a couple of years after we got married, we went and, um, did a honeymoon one week in Venice and one week in Florence. And every day I said, I don't know how you travel, but here's how I like to travel in foreign countries. I like to um, get up early. I like seven, eight o'clock, have a nice breakfast, whatever's happening. And then go to two things. Okay. One thing in the morning, like a, uh, a church or a, or a museum, Mm -hmm. a lunch, a nice lunch, Another church or museum, whatever we're, cause it's Italy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a church or a museum. You don't just do churches everywhere. Yeah. You go. And, uh, <laughs> right. It's not just Iceland's not going to be chock churches. full of medieval churches. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then at around three or four, we get a cup of coffee and have a seat. Have a and seat. then, right. Then we go home. We take a nap. We go back to the hotel. We get up. We have a nice dinner around seven or eight and then we go to sleep around 10. And make sweet, sweet love if we want to. <laughs> and then we get up and we do it again. And he was like, I'll do that. Okay. That sounds fun. Because two, two touristy things a day, right? I love that. Yeah. And so we ended up going to like sort of the same coffee shop like three times oh. in Venice. And if I like to go to the same place sometimes. I just like that. Then you it makes me like feel like I live there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was what's so fun in Japan was finding cool places just randomly like – when it came to eating, we weren't real. We were like on our own. Like we would provide meals at the restaurant or at the hotels. But we found this one place. It was called Kick Up, and it was a bar in Kyoto, right by our hotel. And it was so cool. It had like this dungeon feel, and like the reviews weren't that good on it. But I was like, people are insane. This place is amazing. Like the right. food wasn't that great, but it was bar food. It was like great right bar food in Japan. This is so. Cool. <laughs> so I like wrote right. a review, and oh, that's nice. Yeah, and yeah. Todd great. Berry has a theory about the three point five, uh, the three and a half star Yelp review. He said, it's usually a great place that one person didn't like. Totally. And he's like, I love a three and a half star. Nobody's there. (laughs) uh, (laughs) 
No, I'm figuring that out because it's like people are just can be grumpy oh, and weird. Yeah, and they take it out on the weirdest thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and then there is hardly any Yelp in Japan. They don't use it. So it did not help us very much. We would end up just wandering around <laughs> thinking like the place maybe closed like ten years ago. Like right. they they don't there was hardly any reviews on anything. So But most of the food was great, most of the restaurants were oh, great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we Alex we had loved we had, his sushi he got. We had mediocre Chinese food in Hong Kong, yeah. which was annoying. Oh, I was weird. like, hey, guys, uh, you're mostly Chinese here. I've, I've, I've never seen so many Chinese people in my life. and, and But it was sort of, uh, it made sense. Because if it's 11 million Chinese people, there's going to be a mediocre restaurant. <laughs> and we found a couple of them, and we found some great ones. And the first oh, night we were there in Hong Kong, we had a Tex-Mex. Oh, no, yeah. not Tex-Mex. It was a... It's so it was Mexican. So interesting. We don't. We didn't see very much Mexican in Japan. I don't think really any. Right. There was no. There were no themes. They did. It's, they had um, like Italian theme or like. Oh, like a buca de beppo. <laughs> <laughs> it's family style. Come and have it. And this night, the the noodles are udon. Is that okay? Yes. And because uh, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever udon spaghetti. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> this was a kind of a travel episode. Yeah. It was kind of great and uh, thick on the ground. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did uh, some nice Harry Potter, some oh, nice Pokemon. That's travel too. Go that, to a magical world. Exactly. Go to magical world. Uh, Andy Erickson, by the way, is who I'm talking to. Rangers. Andy Erickson. A N D Y Erickson. E R I K S O N. And it's at Andy Erickson mm-hmm. on all the things. AndyErickson.com. Yeah. Uh, are you doing stand up in July? Uh, actually, August, August 10th. August 10th. I'm doing, uh, we're taking our podcast idea and making it into a live stand up variety sketch show at the Comedy Central stage. So we want people to come to that. It's free August 10th, Comedy Central stage. Here in Los Angeles? Here in Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, are you doing the road much or, or that people should check if there's shows? If you go to a college, <laughs> check my page because I'm doing a bunch of colleges in August. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 So Andy Erickson obviously uh, did well at NACA. <laughs> yeah. So well, uh, <laughs> I didn't get anything from like, yeah, NAC isn't turning good, nothing that week, but like they followed up. My, I got a good agent, yeah. There you go. It's all yeah. working out, you guys. In colleges. It's coming together. Oh, I gave away kittens, little stuffed animal kittens at my NACA's, and it was so fun. Oh, cool. And I loved it. And I stuffed oh, animals. And that'll, yeah, you loved, well, we should have talked about, next time we'll talk about <laughs> stuffed, stuffed animals. animals. Yes. Uh, Ooh, all right. Cool. Andy Erickson, you guys, go see her do stand-up because it's super fun and adorable, as are you. And uh, you. Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?